1: Change and impact is most great and is most successful when you've got diverse voices in the room, right? And so particularly in tech where there's a representation problem.
0: My name is Espri Devora. all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. Excited to be celebrating women in tech around the world, and I am here with Delana Brand, yes! She is doing amazing things for diversity across women in tech, up from C to C, and she uh, she's just phenomenal. She was just speaking here on stage at the Industry 4.0 event hosted by Pepperdine. Hello, Delana. Hello. Thank you for spending your time with the Women in Tech
1: podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So you just got
0: off stage. Mm -hmm. So exciting. It was wonderful. What what was your favorite moment um, of the panel that you did?
1: I think the conversations about sort of women's new role and sort of this new future of work and sort of the, the new economy and this whole new industrial revolution. There's so many opportunities that are available to women that maybe hadn't been in the past. And so just having that conversation, exploring those and sharing that with the audience was super impactful for me.
0: Perfect. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: So I am, uh, again, Delana Brand. I work at Twitter. I'm uh, the vice president of people experience and inclusion and diversity. And so my role is to do exactly what it sounds like, um, sort of assess and, and measure all the ways that we can impact and enhance the experience for our people at Twitter and to make sure that we're doing that in an inclusive and diverse way.
0: And let's go back to the beginning. Okay. When was that first moment that you fell in love with technology?
1: I have um, sort of always um, leveraged technology in some way, shape, or form um, throughout my uh, sort of career, if you will, from from college on and in, in, into the workplace. I started off my career as a finance person. Oh wow. Um, actually. So I was the person sort of crunching the numbers. And so my first sort of foray into technology was the use of sort of Excel spread well probably I'm dating myself. Probably wasn't it's probably Lotus 1, 2, 3. Right. <laughs> probably wasn't Excel at that point in time, but leveraging spreadsheets to sort of crunch numbers and and, and do my job and, and really, really enjoyed it.
0: Um- was there a moment, like when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Do you remember? You know, I—it's I, interesting because a lot of people had that one sort of defined thing yeah. that they wanted to be, and I was the one who really just wanted to be a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. on one day it was a model, except that I knew I wasn't going to have height—I'm only five three. <laughs> um, another day it was—it uh, was a dancer. I thought it would be cool to be a teacher at some point because my father was a professor, and so I grew up sort of seeing him do that. So it was a little bit of everything that just that kind. Of interest to me, I actually have probably carried that on into my life as well.
0: And so, was there a moment where you knew, oh, let me explore finance? That became intriguing to you. So
1: I have always loved numbers, um, and I, I I loved sort of the sort of business as a whole, sort of the concept of being in in corporate America, and so finance was something that I just kind of fell into, right. um, I think, and spent you know spent the earlier part of my career doing that, and it was it was rewarding. I I enjoyed doing it. I learned a lot. I learned about business itself and, and kind of how companies get to to profitability and the things that they need to do, but I also felt something was missing, um, and it was for me at the end of the day, a connection to sort of a higher purpose and strategy that was sort of just missing through the day-to-day work that I had in finance. And so that's when I decided, um, after matriculating in college with my undergrad, that I was going to go back and get my MBA. And then and where did you get your undergrad? Michigan State University. I bleed green. So <laughs> final four, baby. Final four. <laughs> uh, I'm all about the Spartans. So I did my undergrad and my MBA actually at Michigan State. Um, and I did a double major. So I picked up the finance again, but then decided to um, try HR. And I fell in love, like, instantly. So it was the piece that was missing about sort of the connection to the strategy, the purpose, and the impact, and, and really how companies can deliver on their um, sort of true um, impact to their end customers through the people in the organization, right? I
0: think that's something that actually I, I'm i finding it surprising that we don't talk a lot about on the podcast, how important it is not just to have a career, but to have a career with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um what does that, what does purpose mean to you?
1: Yeah, I, I start with I start with pur- purpose. Like, so we just had sort of the conversation um, on on the stage around like how women find balance and how they can, kind of keep things in order. For, and for me, it starts with purpose. I always sort of order both my life and my day around what's most meaningful, what's most impactful, and what is at the end of the day going to make the biggest difference for me. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of find not that it's easy, but it it helps me to ground myself in what I need to be focused on and the things that I need to be doing.
0: I read this book a long time ago, maybe you've read it as well, Man's Search for Meaning, Mm -hmm. how this man survived the Holocaust. He said, because I decided to live for a purpose larger than myself, Mm -hmm. and that energized him to um, survive something so horrific. And I think on uh, just an everyday level, that we forget how important purpose is just to everyday joy. It grounds us, right? Yeah. It keep, yeah, absolutely.
1: Some days we don't want to wake up to the work, but we want to wake up to the purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you have that, it's easier to wake up, yeah. right? And, <laughs> yeah. and dig into all the things that are going to be coming at you when you get out there. Completely. Yeah.
0: And so then how did you... Um, what was your first job out of college or in college? Or, uh, yeah. My first or job... Or even in
1: high school? No. Yeah, my yeah. Fir- Well, my first job, I believe, in high school was um, Mervyn's department store, I think, um, um, I think they started out here in, uh, in, in California. I think they've, they've gone out of business. But Were I'm, you a cashier or a uh, retail? Or, I was, yeah, yeah I was uh, um, working in the uh, cashiering department of the accessories department. So um, earrings, necklaces, belts, all that sort of uh, stuff. And it was a fun job to have in high school. Um, so I did that. Um, and then my first job out of college was actually Ford Motor Company. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so um, growing up in in Michigan, everybody sort of worked at, um, you know, one of the big three at the time. And although I had some other opportunities that would have taken me to different parts of the country, it was important for me at that point in time to stay close and connected with family. Um, And it was an amazing opportunity. Uh, A rotational program kind of took me all through different parts of uh, the the finance department. I even had one stint where I was actually in a plant in the controller's office. So. Um, you know, kind of wearing my khakis and my co- and my little combat boots and walking around the plant and getting to interact uh, with the workers. It was a, an amazing experience.
0: Lately, I've been hearing a lot about the concept of um, layering skills, meaning no matter where we start, and even though it doesn't seem to have anything to do with where we want to be, when we get to where we want to be, all those skills that seemed to just be this annoying, frustrating life phase actually benefit us in our dream jobs. Do you feel like working at Mervyn's working for, working at your early on um, jobs have helped you in your job today?
1: Absolutely. Like As an HR person, I am a totally different um, person in how I interact with the leadership of the company because I was grounded in the finance side of the house first, right? So I can sort of speak that language to them. I understand the lens that they're coming from. I think before I present a program or proposal or, or, or talk about sort of making changes, I always sort of ground my back to what this is going to mean to the bottom line and the types of questions that they're going to ask me Mm -hmm. and what's most meaningful for them. So I think it's it's actually made me more successful and more impactful, even though I've ultimately landed in the longer term part of my career being in, in HR. And that's something I think the younger generation really needs to to hone in on because there's there's so much focus right now and and kind of defining yourself and finding that, that one thing that you want to be when you grow right. up and, and that's really not how careers and um, our in our life should work we should move effortlessly and learn every day and grow every day into new experiences and then take those learnings from those new experiences even if it means a, a failure here and there and build and go on to the next thing
0: what what about your current job is uh, the most exciting to you how what about the what component in this job is like this is where I'm meant to be. this is my dream
1: i i think um I think the work that um, I'm currently um, going to be able to do around the inclusion and diversity space, um, you know. Change and impact is most great and is most successful when you've got diverse voices in the room, right? And so particularly in tech where there's a representation problem. Um, My having the ability to be a part of solutioning that and and helping uh, my organization to get to the place where it can be the best that it can be, because we've got so many people from diverse um, backgrounds, skills, experiences, thoughts – and they're able to bring their whole selves to work and that we can truly sort of capitalize and leverage on that, like, that's the best feeling in the world.
0: What can, What can we do as a community to support and celebrate one another?
1: You know, I, I think just just getting back to, like, you know, gratitude and appreciation, right? Totally. Just, just really sort of appreciating who people are, even their differences, even their different perspectives. Like, just appreciating the value that everybody brings, and, and figuring out ways to um, to try to partner and work together with one another. I think I think it's very simple, and it's been, it's an old idea. It's been out there for a long time. Parents used to sort of teach us these manners and, and and teach us you know to to treat people like you want to be treated, but it really it really i think makes a difference and 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 it truly can make a difference in today's work environment where there are so many diverse voices and so many people coming in
0: is are there particular resources that catered to you having the superpowers you have today like did you have a mentor or was there a certain type of program that you went through or a book that you read mm-hmm. that really stuck with you
1: throughout the years yeah for for me I think um I think my biggest superpower, quite honestly, is being open and being flexible. So I have never boxed myself in and then by, by default, I never try to box anybody else mm. in. And so that allows me to meet people where they're at and, and ultimately, I think, get to the best outcomes or decisions that uh, that we need to make. And I also know that I didn't do this by myself. I have had amazing mentors and sponsors and just people in my life in general that have poured into me, given me advice, given me inspiration and, and words of wisdom for me to, um, help make decisions and help make choices that have ultimately gotten me where, uh, where I am today. I think the, the first, um, sort of mentor was a professor that I had, uh, that ultimately pushed me towards the HR piece of things. Um, that you know just kind of said hey you know you got sort of a, a good propensity for numbers but uh, you you're talking about that you're you're wanting to make an impact with and through people like that sounds like HR to me so why don't you add that as sort of your double major and see where it gets you and I haven't regretted that decision at That's one point so in my cool. life yeah. it's so cool to find your true calling yeah
0: um what is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it in your career
1: I, I think for me, um, so my husband and I, we were married, you know, right out of college, very early, started, uh, started our family and to, um, people, you know, talk about all the time women in the workplace and work-life balance and how do you juggle, um, having, having children, et cetera. You know, for me, that took on a whole different meaning in life because I'm literally just trying to figure myself out who mm-hmm. I am and yeah. then trying to figure out, uh, how I want to navigate this career, um, being married and, and, and having a, a young child. And so I think that um again being that open and being flexible to to just try to uh take each day in each situation and try to lean in and do my best. I, I lead with always trying to um leave the people around me, the organizations and, and ultimately hopefully uh the world in a better place has, has led me to be able to, to to work through that. And also I have an amazing husband. Like I Aww. like I said, I don't take credit for doing any of this stuff by myself. <laughs> he was super supportive and super flexible. And, and never tried to again, um, sort of, uh, put restrictions on me about how I should do things and, 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 and new pr- uh, pursuits and new opportunities. And I think us sort of growing together, uh, and building, building not just our careers, but our family has, has been just amazing.
0: I think what something I'd love to ask is um, everybody I interview is uh, no matter if, whether they're starting out or further down the line, we're all strong-driven women. Mm-hmm. What does a solid partner look like to you? Like you, I love how you're talking about your husband. Um, what are the characteristics that would
1: inspire us to know what to look for? A uh, complementary to being a strong-driven wow, woman. Wow, that's a great question, and that's obviously going to be different for um, for each person. Yeah. Uh, but but for me. Um, it's kind of what I alluded to. Um, my husband Ryan is, is, a person who just really allows me to, to be me, um, the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, and he would probably say there's, there's a little bit of that ugly there, but just allow, allows me to, to be, and, and sort of takes, uh, takes me as I am and, and loves me through it. Right. right? And so having a person that, um, can kind of meet you where you're at and, and help you and pour into you, um, for, for me, is the most impactful and important thing.
0: Mm, I love that. I know in my friends and partners, I always love it when I am uh, have the opportunity to be celebrated in my work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like coming home and not being able to share
1: that with anybody. Yeah. It's like, it's it's almost
0: like it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, no, and it's so like, he is. He's that cheerleader when yeah. I come home and I had like a, a big presentation or I had uh, something like really big that I needed to deliver at work when I come back. And, and I'm like, I nailed it. Like, he's there with the high high five and, you know, I yeah, I love it. Yeah.
0: Something I've been exploring a lot lately is the characteristics of a leader mm-hmm. and managing a team mm-hmm. and what the difference is between, um, uh, between, um, leading in a very individu- individualistic sense and then leading as a team. Mm-hmm. Can you, Give some suggestions on what you think an effective leader... Like, what is the definition of an effective leader to you? Mm-hmm. And then what qualities does that um, the effective manager have for a team?
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, and I also talked about this a little bit on, on stage, the, the best leader is the leader that is there to ultimately serve and, and to make an impact. So this concept of sort of servant leadership. Um, I think when you lead with that higher order purpose and you're, you're leading with trying to be of service to others and to help others, it makes you a better leader overall, right? So your teams are going to grow because you're going to pour into them from a development perspective. You're going to give them opportunities and not sort of hoard them all to yourself, right? You're going to, um, you're going to give them um, exposure and, and challenge them in new ways because you want to see them sort of grow and develop um, and empower them right. at the end of the day. I think, I think those are the things that, at least for me, that's the type of leader that I want to have right. and that's the type of leader that I try to aspire to be with my team. Is there a certain book that you recommend, that you love, that you
0: recommend? It could be personal or professional.
1: Yeah, so um, right now I'm all about Michelle Obama's becoming. And and not just because Michelle Obama is like for my forever first lady (laughs) and she's amazing. Um, but also because the whole premise of the book is that you're constantly evolving and changing and you're still becoming, right? And so that's another sort of core uh, principle that I try to uh, lead by and to um, sort of order my life around is this constant learning and gl- growing and changing. Right. Um, back to the conversation we are just having about you know not settling on sort of one defined box or career opportunity, mm-hmm. but using those skills and building and going to different places. Like um, she shares her personal journey, effortlessly believes that legacy, that my for all of us. It's an amazing book. I love that. Yeah. And your favorite app or website or hardware? Yeah. So the calm app. Um, oh, Calm yeah, yeah, meditation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Meditation. Right. So um, again, back to trying to find that, that right balance and those ways to uh, keep everything in perspective. Um, I, I found that um, going through those little guided meditation uh, uh, moments and then using that um, actually uh, at night has, has really helped me.
0: And and two last questions. One: Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have been on a podcast
1: oh, cool. before. Yeah, yay! Yeah. Okay. You're you're my second podcast. Second,
0: <laughs> second of many more to yeah. come. I get really excited. It's strange that I've interviewed hundreds of women mm-hmm. and. For the majority of them, the Women in Tech podcast has been their first podcast. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's like pave the Accelerate way and make it, it happen. Yeah. Um, actually, I do have something to that effect because you appear to me to be a really lovely, confident um, woman. And a lot of women um, on my show are hesitant about being on the show because they feel like they're not enough. I know many times mm-hmm. in my life I've felt mm-hmm. that I'm not enough. What suggestions can you give all of us so that we could get past our own ish?
1: Yeah, I, I think first um, not buying into that you're not enough and that you have to be perfect because none of us are. And I think if you can just get that out of the way right out the gate, then it allows you to not worry about so much um, about how you show up and, and, and how you're going to do with certain things. And that by itself I think leads to a certain level of at least calmness that uh, will breed confidence at the end of the day. And then I think that we as women in particular – need to champion and elevate one another so if you see your sister like not being confident if you see her being overlooked at work and and you know you know not her suggestion or comment um sort of not being taken like speak up like like we need to help each other out I think in, in a lot more ways than we have in the past And I think also we need to start younger, right? So it's really difficult when, you know, you're entering sort of your first opportunity out of college when that stuff is baked and ingrained in you to try to overturn and and do that. I think we need to start with this younger generation um, the minute they start school and and pouring everything that we can into these young girls so they can they can come to the the, the marketplace and organizations already ready to kick ass if you will Perfect. yeah
0: last question is um do you have a quote like one of your favorite quotes
1: yeah so i, I you know i 'm a spiritual person and so i I lean on Philippians four thirteen, and also four thirteen is my birthday, April thirteenth, and so it's always had a special place in my heart. Yeah, Yeah, and so it's I can do all things who who Christ who strengthens me. So just having again that higher order and that purpose that connects it, I believe that I can do anything. So cool! How can people connect with you further? Yeah, you can hit me on Twitter, of course, um, at d underscore lux underscore brand. Deluxe brand. Perfect. I love that. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech
0: podcast. Okay. This has been incredible. If you guys want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at VIP.com. That's vip.com. Be sure to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye.
1: My name is Delana Brand, and I am with Twitter. My role is Vice President of People Experience and Inclusion and Diversity. Twitter is an amazing social media platform that's mission and goal is to elevate voices and to inspire the public conversation and make the world a better place every day. I'm based out of San Francisco, California, and you're listening to Women in Tech.
0: Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution every little bit counts. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision.